Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness. And what better way to absorb information from than from the power of three coaches? We created this show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. We'll have real conversations and share our own experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll offer up our own personal coaching techniques as well. Today's topic is sovereignty. Sovereignty, while its definition has often referred to something more political, it is used more frequently today to describe those of us undergoing personal transformation, a social awakening, and also worldly evolution. It refers to autonomy, independence, self-government, self-rule, freedom, supreme power, or independent authority, along with self-determination. It also has become increasingly more popular lately, and for good reason. The world we once knew and could easily relate to is no more. While it is true that every generation before us has experienced this, now it feels as though we can no longer turn a blind eye. Something inside of us is being awakened, and it is our birthright. This new world is imploring us to step into our power, and sovereignty is merely the way to deploy such power. In order to cultivate sovereignty, we must first comprehend it as it relates to our potential with ourselves and the world. It is thought to be understood as consisting of three distinguishable capacities, our ability to relate to the world, our ability to make sense of the world, and our ability to make and affect choices in the world. These capacities are said to overlap and intermingle with one another. A major challenge to sovereignty is an imbalance of these capacities. After all, sovereignty serves as one center. Being anchored in it allows you to fully respond to the world and do the best that you can in the process. Conversely, a lack of sovereignty causes us to be reactive to our environment, as well as feel unfulfilled in our life. As futurist Jordan Hall says, sovereignty is the capacity to take responsibility. It is the ability to be present to the world and to respond to the world, rather than be overwhelmed and or merely reactive. Sovereignty is to be a conscious agent. Sovereignty serves as a catalyst for the evolution of consciousness, There is a relationship between it and awakening. We can awaken our sovereign feminine and sovereign masculine by accessing our inner archetypes. These archetypes are energy patterns that are contained in our unconscious and are present and inherent in each and every one of us. For women, stepping into our feminine archetype is to acknowledge our inner archetypes of maiden, mother, queen, and crone, often represented by the phases of the moon. These archetypes relate to the divine feminine at different stages in women's lives. According to Jungian psychologist Robert Moore, for men there is king, warrior, magician, and lover archetypes. While for women it is more about moving through each archetype or phase, a man must develop all four in order to rise above male malaise and become a complete man. Of course, as with all archetypes, there is a shadow side which also must be contended with. For women, for instance, the maiden can turn rebellious or be a rule-breaker. For men, Moore says there is a mature and an immature side, or the man psychology and the boy psychology. 
For example, before a boy can access the warrior archetype, he must first develop the hero archetype. Both the king and queen archetype represent sovereignty all on their own and can be looked at as the same archetype in a masculine and feminine version. Everything that manifests in our lives is initiated by the king or queen within us. In awakening our sovereignty, we ultimately turn away from victimhood and come to the realization that we are the creators of our own reality. As a result, we better our intentions, our thoughts, our beliefs, and our feelings because we also realize our level of responsibility. We step into our own healing, realizing the magnificent power we have to do so. We understand that we have access to divine guidance. We are better able to create boundaries, knowing that nothing has any ability to hurt us unless we let it. Sovereignty is our sacred sense of self. It is our inevitable right to physical, emotional, and spiritual freedom. It helps us to recognize our uniqueness while bringing us closer together to our connection as one. By becoming it, we enable others to do the same. The world begins with us, and it is an extension of ourselves and our beliefs. If we can take care of ourselves, it is then, and only then, when we can take care of others and the world around us. Stepping into our sovereignty helps us to become an unstoppable force full of love. So stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour, where we'll be exploring sovereignty, why it is important, and how to cultivate it and maintain it in our daily lives. And remember, this is a live show, and we're offering up intuitive messages and insight. So feel free to message us on our Facebook page at Love From The Hip, that's HYP. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. 
Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing sovereignty. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the hip. That's H-Y-P. That was an awesome intro. There's mm-hmm. yeah. so much in there to unpack. Yes, a lot. We'll yeah. be here all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm curious, Brenda, what stood out for you? So what stood out for me? So many things, right, <laughs> stood out. I love how you put the archetypes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's an entire show. That is an entire yeah. show. And I love the connection, right, of the, of the different ways you brought them in um, because I've heard quite a bit about that. And what stood out for me, uh, because two things, uh, one, because of the forgiveness coaching, you know, victimhood, right? Getting out of victimhood, we have to do that right. to be able to claim our sovereignty. And I spent most of my life there. And then the other one was uniqueness, because so many people are looking for that now. And I did, too. How can, how can I feel safe in being my unique self in a world of conformity, mm-hmm. Right. That if I'm not in, in the tribe, then I'm going to die, right? right. <laughs> kind, of, kind of feeling. Or being judged. Or being yeah. judged. And so those two really stood out for me. It's like, oh, it makes, it just makes it more solid and a reason to get out of victimhood, mm-hmm. to be able to claim more of the archetypes, to be able to express my uniqueness. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 How about you, Rory? Uh, definitely that as well. Um, and then I think... Just this idea of, like I said, personal sovereignty and how that applies to m- myself and my life. And, you know, I, I think we were talking about this earlier where I feel like as an Aquarian, uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely have this anti-establishment <laughs> part in my uh, personality. And so that's one of the things that it's been pretty easy for me to to distance myself and to push back and to make sure that, like, I'm not having unrealistic boundaries put upon myself. I need a lot of freedom, a lot of autonomy to be able to operate. So that came pretty easy. I think the hard part for me, we kind of, as you're alluding to, is just making sure that I'm showing up in the world as my full self, right? Mm-hmm. Like not diminishing myself. I think those are two different things. I think one is just how I operate, making sure people aren't putting boundaries on me. And the other one is like making sure that I personally am not changing the way that I show up based on the people I'm with, the company I'm with, you know, feeling bad for someone else, feeling like I'm going to make someone else comfortable because maybe I'm too, too whatever, right? Right. So Yeah, that's so, really good. Yeah, so then but, knowing that, how are you cultivating it? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think the first part is, is the awareness, right? right? Mm-hmm. You know, that we are the masters of our lives and we do create our own reality and we do have a lot of control over, you know, the life that we want to create. That's the first part. And the second part is just um, me being aware of kind of my patterns and how I show up and why I do the things that I do. And so it's really a a daily conscious choice Mm -hmm. to try to stay present and see how I'm showing up. And 
you know, making decisions, you know, at work, I have two very different, I have, personally, I have two very different personalities. I have my work corporation personality, which is very professional. And then I have my much more woo-woo side. <laughs> and I don't show my woo-woo side to everyone. Right. Like uh, two-faced Like you. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. I think Sakura's got one personality and she, it shines very well. I just well. merge it together. Yeah, so part of me is like, okay, well, I don't want to have these two separate identities. I want right. to be able to merge those. And why? what are the reasons why I wasn't merging them before? And really just asking mm-hmm. myself those questions and trying to dig into that. So it's definitely something I'm still working on. I love that. How about you, Sakura? As far as cultivating it? Yeah. Maintaining it? Um, so I cultivate, cultivate it through connecting with my body and my soul, right? Through mm-hmm. any sort of self-care practice, mm-hmm. yoga, breath work, um, sound healing, writing, yoga, anything where I can honor myself and also be free from distractions because, <laughs> you know, they're everywhere. Um, It's also helpful for me to create new daily routines or practices, right, to, like, Mm -hmm. take me outside of the box so I also don't get so comfortable that Mm -hmm. I start to get distracted because it's so easy now and I can think of other things. Um, Also for me, intimacy is another place that I find I can connect with sovereignty, Um, as well as checking in with my intentional self, as you were saying, Rory. I like to ask myself questions, and here's some of the questions I ask myself. What am I doing right now? Am I being present or just distracting myself? What am I choosing to put into my body? How am I treating my body? Where are my thoughts at? And am I being triggered? Because I do believe a big part of maintaining sovereignty is also regulating your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And, and along with that, rest is a big part of it. Rest is a huge part of sovereignty as far as maintaining it. Because you cannot pour from an empty cup, as you know. Uh, yes. And I am about, familiar. How about you, Brenda? <laughs> I'm familiar of trying to pour from an empty <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. So I love that. And I love the questions, too, because I ask questions. Right. But I, I couldn't do that until I got to the awareness piece, like you talked about, mm-hmm. Rory, in the sense of because I lived in that victimhood, right? Life was happening to me kind of thing. And, but that's what I knew. And I was living in the box, mm-hmm. you know, that corporate life, like, you know, I was in, in that and there's a certain way to behave, at least at that time, right? And then on the other side of it, I was really wanting that freedom and autonomy. And I was having trouble trying to, you know, merge the two. It's like I, I couldn't um, because I was stuck in like the codependency and I was stuck in the ways of the victimhood. I didn't know how to be sovereign. I was taking, I was the chameleon. I was taking on everybody else's thoughts and ideas. Well, it's not something you're taught, right? No, it's not. And, but I had to play in that. Now I know I had Mm -hmm. to play in that so I could get to that point of, oh, it's okay for me to have a voice. Mm -hmm. It's okay for me. And so, and the patterns and the beliefs were really important for me to discover, to be able to find my sovereignty. So how I how I cultivated it was that, was bringing in my story, my storyline, learning the patterns and beliefs through the different modalities and the forgiveness work. And then how I maintain it today, you know, is like asking myself that questions, catch it. I've learned to be aware of the triggers in my body when I start to feel flushed or when Mm -hmm. I start to freeze, right? Or when I start to do some trauma responses that I have. So I've learned about those. And then I can ask myself the question of, okay, what's going on right now? How old am I right now? <laughs> That's a big one for me because it's like, yeah. no, don't do it that way. You've got to listen to me. Right. I mean, I will, you know, I'll react right. out of, you know, fear or whatever. So 
I maintain it by a daily practice like like you do. And sometimes it's hard. Yeah. When my monkey mind gets going, sometimes it's hard. Or I or I need to do it like everybody else. So it's still a it's it's a practice. Right. Right. But when I uh, when I could step into it like I have over the last couple of years, it was like, oh, this is a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. Of, of a solidness and a purpose. And right? I think you're right. It's easier to step into it once you know what you're stepping into. <laughs> yeah. But you, it takes some people, you know, some people can jump into it a little quicker. I think yeah. I think having Aquarius being an Aquarian, uh-huh. you know, you can bring those forward. Like some people live kind of this way. And then there's those of us that don't. You know, right. and, and we have to kind of cultivate it differently and be very intentional, mm-hmm. like you said about it. Yeah, or it just wasn't the time yet, right? There wasn't, wasn't the time yet. Timing. Yeah. So, Rory, for you, aside from being afraid with the duality as far as stepping into sovereignty, what else has kept you from it? I mean, you know, thinking back, I think it's just, it's been mostly myself, uh, you know, mm-hmm. as we talked about before. Like, I grew up in a family dynamic with no rules and no structure and really no no one telling me I couldn't do anything. So for most of my life, luckily, <laughs> I've had a pretty good barometer for when to do things and when not to do things and not get myself into too much trouble. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, my, it's myself completely yeah. that, that's holding me back. And it's interesting because you talked about like the nervous system. Like that really strikes home for me because when you think about why do you choose to, I wouldn't even call it take risk, just to show up completely. Mm-hmm. What would be stopping you from doing it at any moment? And really, it is fear, anxiety, right? Which is which <laughs> anxiety, is which yes, is a yeah. nervous system frequency. Uh-huh. So it kind of all boils down to that. So you know, somewhere inside of me, there's this fear of showing up completely in all situations, regardless of who's there or what's going on. And yeah, yeah, that's just as Brenda mentioned. Like we all have our things to work on, and that's just something that's continuous for me. Yeah, that fear. Um, when you said that. Um, I was reading something about, you know, I always thought, you know, the fear of, of being seen or heard, right? Because we all carry fears and there's collective fears and then we have our own fears mm-hmm. and they can show up in different ways. Um, the other part was the fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. That's what I realized, the fear of rejection and criticism. Yeah, limiting beliefs. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where, and it's like, even though you see them, you recognize them. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to step through them to be shown, you know, to right. show up. And, yeah. and that's what I realized I was when I went from corporate to this entrepreneur, you know, ship. This is hard. It's, it was going from really my box. That's what I called it, you know, working for other people and their thoughts and ideas and doing that into who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I in this? And it's one of the most, you know, self deepest self-development I've ever done was that and then where I was afraid to speak my voice where I and you're right Rory it is me Mm -hmm. it's no one's told me telling me don't do it in fact people are encouraging me but it was my own fear that kept me stuck and it was powerful and then you add the layer of past life traumas on there right because you know we've had past lives where we were out in our sovereignty and were either stoned oh yeah (laughs) judged or killed Yes, exactly. And I did work on that, too, because that's important to do. You know, we've all done that. And how about you've done that? Yeah. Sakura. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what was yours? With past lives. (laughs) Well, no. Yeah. That's a whole nother show, right? But what was getting in your way? Me. Yeah. Yeah. And my limiting beliefs. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how have your relationships changed 
in becoming more sovereign, Brenda? So, <laughs> and including yeah. your, your relationship with your family, because that's a big one. It is a big one. Um, really stepping into my sovereignty, because uh, when, when you mentioned boundaries, right? So I didn't have any, like a lot of people don't. We don't learn them. Most of us don't. And so it's like, sure, you know, you get resentful because people take advantage of you and you feel mm-hmm. stepped on, and but that's just the way it is, right? Until you learn, oh, wait, it doesn't have to be that way. And so with my with my relationships, it changed. I lost friendships. Yeah. I did, but they weren't really solid. I was the one that was trying to maintain them, right? So you get, you connect the dots to, oh, wait, you know, where's the victim? I'm going to use that word, victimhood. But where is the, like, so when I got sober, I couldn't hang out with the same people. Mm-hmm. That was part of my sovereignty, was claiming this for myself. And and I lost so-called friendships, you know, that were based on maybe not what I wanted the friendship to be based on, but what we were doing habitually together. Yeah. And then, um, and then what helped me, though, in the relationship of romantic, of intimacy, like you talked about, was being able to set boundaries. So after my last divorce, which was, you know, I realized I was the common denominator on the third one. And then going into my fourth one, setting those boundaries and really feeling like I'm worthy of being taken care of and respected, you know, and telling him that. You know, I want to, I want to be courted is what I said. It's an old fashioned word, but it was like, <laughs> I want to be courted and I want flowers and this is how it's going to be. And he's like, thank God, because I know, I know what you're thinking. I'm not guessing. Mm-hmm. And so that helped me feel empowered. That's great. In the relationships. And then with family, they, not so much. <laughs> with family, it was like, who do you think you are? Right. They get resentful. Miss Goody Two Shoes. That's what one of my siblings said, you know. My other sibling, she's like, hey, how did you do that? Oh, that's yeah. great. How about you so guys? You both. Yeah. How about you, bro? <laughs> me? Yeah. Um, I believe it was, well, it was pretty much night and day for me to, break, to be more sovereign in my romantic relationships. The quality improved, mm. right? Um, and also, I wasn't trying so hard to save the person I was with. <laughs> and honestly, I was just so exhausted from doing that, right? Like, I was like, I, what about me? I want pampering. I want to be cared for. Yeah. Um, and it also um, helped relationships become less codependent financially. Mm. So I felt as though I could stand on my own two feet as a single mom and then also be successful in my career right. and prosper. Um, as far as my family goes, I mean, same thing with you, Brenda. I think it was mostly that my family didn't understand me, but they honestly hadn't ever understood me. So it wasn't like it was a big change, you know? <laughs> in fact, it was just me doing my thing, but mm. honestly knowing who I am in order to do it. So ah, yeah, beautiful. it definitely helped my relationships a lot. And I did lose friends, as you said, Brenda. And I think that's, you know, like attracts like. It's so, does. right. And yeah. if you're not commiserating over being a victim, then what else do you have to talk about? Mm-hmm. It so. opens a space for new people to come in. Exactly. It's a new good. tribe. Yeah. How about you, Rory? Yeah, I think the first part really was just the ability, as you mentioned, to set clear boundaries, right? Like being okay with your feelings and what you want and demanding that, I think is step one. I think step two for me is just becoming really clear on what I wanted. Mm. You know, I think... Mm. At first, it may be a small set of things that are important to you. And then you have a relationship and you're like, ooh, that one's important as well, right? (laughs) And I think as we get older, we get clearer and clearer and clearer. And I think now I'm at a point where 
I, I don't want to make sacrifices. Because what I've learned is when I, when I sacrifice what I want, it ends up just coming back to bite me eventually. Right. And it's, it's, it's being confident and okay that what you want is valid and mm-hmm. you will find someone that will meet that criteria. Like mm-hmm. I truly, truly believe that. But if you compromise, then you're going to get something that Absolutely. You're ideally that's not going to work or not yeah. going to be a good fit. Because authenticity is a huge part of sovereignty. And if you're not being authentic, right, then who is the person actually dating? It's not fair to either of you. And I mean, who doesn't want an authentic partner back? Right. Right? Exactly. Well, I think a lot of people don't know about that. (laughs) Like (laughs) younger years, right? They're still finding themselves. I mean, when we look at ourselves, but we don't know who we authentically are. But I think once we do are aware, I think we can make that shift. It's all in that learning, Mm -hmm. right? In that, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you think is the biggest reason why people are so frightened by sovereignty? I mean, I think, it, you know, as we talk about, it's just fear in general. Mm-hmm. And I think fear is just a vibration. It's a nervous system feeling. It happens through society, through the news, through parenting, like all kinds of things. I think a lot of us are here just to find a way to overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. And sovereignty is just another example of where we can feel oppressed by fear or we can feel diminished by fear. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brenda? Well, I think, too, it's part of our learning. Like yep. you talk about, it's part of why we're here. You know, we look at our learning, our paths, um, to be able to overcome it. I agree. We're on the same page with that. And I also think that it is mainly just the fear of stepping out of the tribe because that's, you know, in our limbic system, right? That's mm-hmm. there. So it's learning to step through that. No, I'm gonna. I, I'm not caveman anymore. <laughs> I yeah. can. I can step through. I can own who I am. Autonomy, unique. I can. I don't have to leave my family or my group unless it's not congruent. But that I can step into that and own who I am and still be loved. Maybe by not the same people, but I think it is fear that keeps us from doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and I would add too that it it poses the hardest question, right? Who are we? Yes. I mean, that's asking for a deep dive into ourselves, which is scary all in itself. And what risks are we willing to take to find out? Right. Absolutely. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. And if you have a question about sovereignty or would like an intuitive message, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love From The Hip, that's H-Y-P. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking 
you didn't know you had. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing sovereignty. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. So I was curious about something, Rory. I was wondering what you thought. Is this part, sovereignty, is it part of like a massive shift? Do you believe that is a massive shift in human consciousness? Because when we think about this huge movement, right, towards the remote work and people quitting their jobs and having this lack of desire and some to return to work, I'm curious about how you feel about whether it being a part of the, like a shift in the human consciousness. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) One word answer. I mean, I definitely like to think that, right? I mean, I think there's a couple angles. One, I think it makes us feel better to think that through all this chaos, like, there's a purpose. There's a reason. purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there there is that, but and I truly, I, I do truly believe it. I do. I believe that over time, human consciousness is going to evolve. Mm-hmm. I feel like what's happened is that our consciousness stopped at some point, however many hundred years ago, and technologically, society has advanced a ton. But I think if you look at human consciousness, I'd say it hasn't advanced much at all, right? I think we're still doing a lot of the same horrible things that we've always been doing. So I do feel like this is a shift and it's happening. Um, I'm not sure how long we're going to be going through this really challenging period, but I think this is what's going to help us to come out the other side. I agree with that too, because I was thinking about that with people kind of, uh, I'm going to call waking up in the sense of, wait a minute, is this really what I want to do? Is this really, who am I? More people are questioning that. Yeah, the pandemic helped that a lot. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I think that that was to help us with the evolution Mm -hmm. Um, because I know because I thought I feel like we had been stuck for a long time. And now with, you know, AI and with all the technology, (laughs) they were advancing there, but we do have that fear still. Mm -hmm. And so helping people to wake up, to help people be answer that question, who am I? And be able to be sovereign in it is going to help the human consciousness evolve. I think more. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more sovereign we become, the more authentic we become, right? Yeah. We can no longer lie to ourselves. No. We actually have to listen and then make a change. And if that change revolves, you know, or involves doing remote work then or changing a job, then so be it. Right? Yeah. And more people online they're talking about in marketing now. It's like speak your truth. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to have that intimacy with you. They want to have the vulnerability. People are craving that now instead of putting the masks. There's a lot of these masks coming off. 
and we feel literally literally (laughs) and we feel raw and it's like we want to be able to relate on a different level i'm seeing more of that i don't know like rory like you said i don't know how long it'll take or how long it's going to be this uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but i do think we're on the right path but it has to be uncomfortable for us to make a change right yeah I mean, that's the only way most humans actually mm-hmm. make change. And it starts with us individually to be able to, right, mm-hmm. to be able to affect the collective or those around us. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my hope is that the technology and all these advances are going to allow people to live their lives in ways that no one could have 50 mm-hmm. years ago or 100 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like the ability, the fact that you can remotely work from anywhere in the world, start at, start your own business online, generate money, like, None of that existed in that format 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So ideally, like people are going to have more sovereignty over how they structure, create their lives and make an income. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, let's go to our messages we have for today. Eric, can you help us out? You bet. Uh, Abraham from Bend, Oregon says, I've been working for a corporation for a long time. And while I appreciate everything my time there has taught me and the safety net it provides, I've become increasingly more frustrated with the way things are run. And I really long to start a business that aligns closer to my values. But I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any advice? Rory, you were just helping a yeah, client I mean, out with this. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we're talking about right now, right? People are starting to realize that there are other options out there, right? That they can go off and start their own thing. Um, but it, that does come with a lot of fear. I mean, working for a corporation and kind of having that safety net, of course, mm-hmm. it's not like we're going through a lot of layoffs right mm-hmm. now. So there's not always, uh, it's not, that's not always 100%, but, um, you know, a lot of people really need that confidence. And going out on your own is scary. I mean, you're putting your full belief and backing behind yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge deal. It is. Right? That it all is on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can relate. 100%. Right? <laughs> yep. uh, I guess I would say, you know, is there a way that you can start small? Mm-hmm. Right? You could start doing something on the side mm-hmm. without having to completely walk away to where you can start to build confidence. Right? And then you get to a point, ideally, where you can walk away and feel good about it because you've started this thing. Versus just ripping the Band-Aid off, which I know a lot of people do. And that's, I'm like, all or nothing. Yeah, and, and, not, and of course, not everybody's, not everybody's built like that. And yeah, it's okay. I think it's, I think it's recognizing and being honest with yourself about who you are, what your risk yeah. tolerance is, mm-hmm. and trying to find a way to do it. But I totally understand, like, more and more, I think this is a lot of how people are feeling. Right? You know, right. We talked about this. Millions of people have quit their jobs and are not looking for new jobs. Like, People are kind of tired of doing things that they don't enjoy for people that they don't align or agree with their morals or values mm-hmm. or the way that they run their businesses. And I think there is going to be a big shift. And I hope you go and do it. And they're realizing their self-worth. Well, exactly. And I was going to say, I love that, your suggestions, Rory, because a lot of people did turn their hobbies into their business through mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yep. Right? Because they're like, hey, you know, and so I, for me, I started researching on the side. I started to, what lights me up? What what brings me joy? And what I found, it was coaching, but I wasn't calling it coaching, but that's what I was doing with other people, with friends. 
And so it's like, oh, wait, and then, oh, here's some classes I can take on it. Oh, here's this way. What that did was it gave me confidence. Mm -hmm. It helped me feel better. And I was, for my brain, I was training myself in another field before I let go of my safety net Mm -hmm. of the job. And at least I was going to say for Abraham, you know your values because a lot of people don't. We know the company values, but we don't know our own personal values. So understanding our own personal values and our risk tolerance, like you said, is so valuable and then just make that list. Spend some time. What really? Because a lot of times what we're good at, we just dismiss. We minimize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't go, oh, wait, I could help other people or I could make money at this. So really sit down and figure out what lights you up. And then, you know, work on the fear. Get a coach, therapist, whoever, and, and be able to work through that fear. A community, because there's so many out, people out there now. That's what I did. Reached out, networking groups, whatever it is, and they will help you with the fear, giving mm-hmm. you the little steps to move forward. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you're not alone. Like the universe mm-hmm. has your back. And it's mm-hmm. funny. It's like once you make a decision and you start to put out to the universe, like, oh, I really would love to find this space to do my business. Mm-hmm. You're am- you'd Doors be am- open. You'd be amazed <laughs> at how many things come across your way. And that's where you have to yeah. realize like, oh, okay, all I need to do is put that intention out there. I don't have to do all the work. I don't have to figure everything out. I just have to trust that if this is in my best interest, things are going to start to align. Well, that's how I found the forgiveness coaching. Exactly. Right. It found me. Yes. <laughs> I was going a whole different direction, yeah. and all of a sudden it landed in my lap, and it's here's like, something oh, better. here's something better. You're right. And that right? gives yeah. you the confidence, right? Because then you see, and you're like, oh, okay, things are working out in my favor. Yeah. And I also think if we stay in our comfort zone, we live a life of regret. Right. Yes. And we do. As, as you were saying earlier, Rory, you're also helping to make someone else's dreams come true. What about yours? Do yep. it for you. Yeah. Yep. Right. All right. Well, I hope that helps you, Abraham. Eric, another question? Yeah. Lucy from Austin, Texas says, this year I'm making a commitment to awakening my divine feminine. However, I've already noticed this causing issues with friends and family. Any advice? You okay, go, Sakura. Girl. No, you got this one, honey. <laughs> I was telling her, you go, girl, Lucy. <laughs> Wait, can I take this one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you can because, you know. I know. I think it, it's unfortunate, but it, it, it happens. When you make big changes with yourselves, inevitably everyone around you is affected. And actually, most often it's affected in a good way. They're just not voicing that to you. Mm. So that's also something to remember. But you will. You'll have to reestablish and redo your boundaries with your family. You may lose friends, which just happens. Um, Mm -hmm. But as Brenda was saying earlier, you create a new tribe. So that helps as well. What about you? I would just encourage you to keep going. Yeah. Uh, Because there is that fear, right, that of rejection, Mm -hmm. you know, like we talked about. But it's also the fear of being alone. And we're never alone because the universe does, does conspire to meet us where we're at. And so what I found when I started to be more sovereign and awaken the divine feminine, which is a very powerful energy, and it was like, oh, new people came into my life that replaced the others Mm -hmm. that actually were more in alignment with where I wanted to go and who I wanted to be. And even if it's family, right? even if it's family, you just have to let them have their space. We have to let them do their thing, but that we work hard to not let it affect where we want to go with our lives and who we are. I love that. And I think it's helpful to have a conversation. Absolutely. Let them know what you're doing and why you're doing it. It may be a little bit over their head, but <laughs> it's worth doing it, right? It is. Planting the seed. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have to be comfortable with 
our tribes changing. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as you grow and evolve, that doesn't mean everyone else around you is going to grow and evolve in the same way, the same direction, the same pace. Mm-hmm. And if we're all a little bit more open to new tribes coming into our lives yeah. to meet us where we're at, then you know, things are going to be okay. You're going to have support. You're going to have like-minded people around you. But you're right. Like with family, mm. you just got to. And I think that's the same in our romantic relationships yes, too, right? 100%. Like dumbing yourself down to stay in a relationship that you know isn't serving you. You know, you know you've outgrown it. It's just time to move on. It yeah. is. And it's, it's a risk, right? But it's worth it. Well, yeah, it's getting over, again, it goes back to fear. It's getting over that fear that you're not going to have a new tribe. You're not going to have a new partner. Right. Yeah. And remember that you're not doing it alone. That's the other thing is there can be reach out because we're afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So remember, you can ask for help and it's, that's a strength, not a weakness. And you have help that you cannot see yes. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, do we have time for one more? Uh, I guess if we make it quick. All right. Xander from Detroit says, I like the idea of being my own self and I'm struggling with how to even start. Do you have any suggestions? I would first off recommend hypnotherapy for self-discovery. <laughs> it really does help. Oh, it And does. just connecting you with your inner child because there are so many answers in our childhood. Mm. We just have to go back there and look for them. And as children, we are the most connected with our true selves. Yeah. So I recommend that completely. Yeah. And I would just um, investigate fears. Mm-hmm. What have you, what do you notice that you're afraid of? Right. Hypnotherapy. I love because that helped me a lot. But the fears of there's books, there's YouTubes, there's different things on it, how to face your fear, mm-hmm. but it's how to discover your fear mm-hmm. because that's the one thing that kept me stuck for so long as I didn't know how to do that at first. Yeah. I just say there's so much information available now. Like you said, jump on YouTube, start watching yeah. videos, <laughs> go down the rabbit hole. It really does not matter where you start. Yeah. You know, a path will just start to lay out in front of you and just follow it and get excited about it. And the last thing I want to add, Xander, is self-care. Spend time with yourself. That's how you know yourself best, right? Perfect. Date yourself. Yay. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425-754-6792. 
That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing sovereignty. If you have a question or need some advice, message on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. Thank you, Eric. All right. Well, let's ask Spirit or the Universe for more insight on today's topic. Today, I will be pulling an oracle card from the Crystal Wisdom Healing Oracle by Judy Hall. And the card I pulled is Moldavite. Moldavite was created when a giant meteorite slammed into Earth 11 million years ago fusing the power of the cosmos with that of Mother Earth. This is an olive green crystal, which represents spiritual awakening, transformation, and evolutionary growth. The card reads, You are a child of the stars and find environment of Earth heavy and inert. Moldavite raises your vibrations with in-flooding cosmic lights so that you can feel more at home. You are on a search for the inner grail, awareness of your divine origins, Release ingrained beliefs to make way for spiritual metamorphosis. I am also hearing to choose this crystal to help ground you as you go through your transformation. This crystal will help you to understand that while most times you feel separate from your surroundings, because that is what we're all taught, you are in fact a part of your surroundings. You are, we are one. Allow this deep inner connectedness to help guide you and dissolve any fear, especially the one of whether or not you are not good enough, as you evolve in your life, because you are. And interestingly, also, this card is number 34. You guys see? Mm-hmm. And that equals seven. And we are in the year of seven. Mm-hmm. And seven is considered a lucky number by many around the world. It represents the days in a week, the colors in the rainbow, the wonders of the world, and our main chakras. It also represents a quest for knowledge and the seeker, which exists in all of us and will be activated this year. So allow this crystal, the Moldavite, to guide you as you seek to gain more knowledge this year. Ooh, I love that. I actually have Moldavite. Do you? Yeah. It's it, pretty. It's a different energy, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the part about we are one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Brenda brings it back around. So to bring it back around, I found this definition that I loved by Barbara Fagan-Smith. Personal sovereignty is the intrinsic authority and power of an individual to determine his or her own direction and destiny. It means not being controlled or manipulated by any person, group, or institution. It means having agency and autonomy over your life, being able to make your own decisions, choose who you are in relationship with, and how much space to give them in your life. It is having the individual power to walk away from situations, people, and communities that don't honor your sovereignty. Being sovereign does not mean disengaging or pulling back from our families, communities, governments, or responsibilities. It means knowing ourselves and having healthy boundaries so we can be fully present with the life that we choose. Another author, Heather Plett, writes, 
We have a lot of people in the world who have grown up with a warped sense of how to be in relationship with each other in one-on-one relationships and in country-to-country or community-to-community relationships. She says, we have to practice negotiating and communicating better in our personal relationships. We have to practice having harder conversations and not running away whenever we feel attacked for violating another person's sovereignty. We have to learn how to communicate expectations and boundaries and not be offended when other people communicate theirs. We have to evolve the way we raise our children so that they will grow up with a better sense of their own sovereignty. And I feel we have to start with our own boundaries like we've talked about today. One, identify where you are saying yes when you mean no. Two, look at where you are not being respected or respecting others. Three, where are you letting others make decisions for you or you them? Know that you are worthy of having a voice and that your feelings matter, and so do others. Choose your core values and make boundaries around them. Know that we all have the right to feel safe, the right to have our needs met, and the right to decide what is best for ourselves. What that does is set examples for others, and that ripple effect can change the world. And it absolutely does. It's very contagious, right? Exactly. It is contagious. It is. And when we get ourselves permission to do that, and then other people go, oh, I can Mm -hmm. do that too. Yeah, that was great. I think the government should listen to the (laughs) definition of sovereignty. I think so too. (laughs) Here's Rory's Reflections. Sovereignty is a required concept to understand and embody when we're striving for happiness and self-fulfillment. As it turns out, our emotional and spiritual freedom only arrives after we become the master of our own minds. Sovereignty is a state of being. It's the recognition that each individual has the power to create his or her own reality. And it's achieved by taking total responsibility for your emotions, thoughts, behaviors, and experiences. When we fully accept ourselves as the creators of our reality and as the perfect divine beings that we are, we can embrace our true selves and our full potential will never be stifled by the struggle to fit in with society's standards. Sovereignty is about fully owning our individualism, regardless of what others think, no matter the cost, and with no regrets. Yeah, I like that. And I like the responsibility piece, taking responsibility, because that's what I've been teaching, because I wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I teach it now, like with the forgiveness work, it's about taking responsibility and not being afraid to own it. Mm -hmm. So I love how you wrapped that in there. And then when you have that responsibility, right, you don't have as much anxiety because you know that the power lies within you. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the part that you mentioned that this is not anti-society. It's not anti-government, right? Mm -mm. That's not what this is all about, right? It's about personal freedom, personal acceptance. Yes. Yeah. And if you're not sure where to begin, I think the inner archetypes are great. So look at that, right? That'd be fun. So that you can have your own inner power. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our amazing producer, KKNW, Timber Country, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find at our Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. And what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing the topic of habits, learning the power of habits, and how they can help you not only achieve goals and intentions, but also the way they change how you see yourself. Love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. You can find me at roryreich.com. You can find me at brendareesecoaching.com. 
Tune in every month on Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Timber Country and 9 p.m. South African Time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach so you can live your best life.